Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave A.C., the Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. All right, uh, get my coat off, I guess, and uh, start getting settled. And uh, uh, yeah, just... who are you? It, uh, um, I'm Ian. From from Cotham. And what's that thing? It's me snowball. It's a, it's a, a microphone for, for podcasting. Did, did they send you? The, the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance? Ah, yeah, well, yeah. I work for them unofficially. Oh. But what's what's going on? But, what's happened to me? Um... Hang on a second. I, I, I got this. I got this. Just... Right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this thing here, okay? Huh? Okay. I want you to take this, okay? Yeah. There you go. Take it. Take it. Uh, what do I do? Just drink it. Just just, just, yeah, just take a sip. There you go. So how you feeling now? Rioka. Ian. Ah. <laughs> I'm Dave. Yes. Yes, what? you are. What are you messing about at, Ian? Why are, we, why are we recording the podcast? What are you up to? Well, he goes like this every now and then, and a, uh, a good red wine always brings him around, especially a Rioja. Anyway, <laughs> welcome along, everybody. It's uh, yeah, it's our it's our last turn of, of, in in the uh, podcasting booth for a little while. Well, till the new year, anyway. But uh, more to that later. Um, we're about to talk all over the top of the latest episode of Doctor Who. It's uh, series 11, episode 10. And Gordon Bennett, I didn't practice this beforehand. The Battle of Ranscrave Colos. I thought I did all right there. I think you're better with the uh, the somebody of the Ransine Grig, or whatever you call it. You're better at that one. Shock eye of the Consang Grig. <laughs> Oh, I've always been meaning to tell you, there's a there's a radio station here that I listen to on the radio work. Sorry for the aside, yeah. folks. Yeah. Where uh, um, they've always got names for people who, who have weird names, and you'll like this one. And let's see if you can guess it. They call him Ida's Elbow. <laughs> well, I've done that before now. It's a little bit <laughs> like, um, is it Joseph Patterson or Patterson Joseph? I always get that one. <laughs> Patterson right? Joseph. Oh, What's oh, the other one you always get oh, wrong? Oh, Chewatel Jafor. Is that right? Ejafor. Oh, well, almost there. Yeah, almost. Uh, this one I always get right, Ian. What's that? Rachel Riley. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're done. I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, folks. Uh, we're about to talk all over the top of the latest episode of Doctor Who, which, of course, is the last in this 
series season, um, apart from, of course, the one we've got coming up in the new year, which we'll talk about at a later date. Um, but yes, this is the season finale, series finale, whatever's less confusing for you. And we're back to talk all over the top of it. So, uh, Dave, uh, are you all ready with your episode? Yeah, but I do remember, you know, when this series was announced, we were only going to get 10 episodes. Mm. I'm sure they originally announced that the first one was going to be 60 minutes and the last one was going to be 60 minutes. So, mm. uh, because I remember saying at one point, actually, the number of minutes for these 10 episodes were equivalent to 12 episodes. So we weren't going to lose anything. But uh, right. there you go. Yes, I'm ready. Yeah. A bit of a short changed on this one, but, you know, it's only 50. Mm. All right. But, yes, we shall begin, and of course, if everybody is at home, ready, willing, and able with their official BBC copy of Doctor Who Series 11, Episode 10, I'm not repeating the title again, because the Doctor's going to say it in a minute, uh, we can begin, and I'll count everybody in, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. Definitely listening to that more closely now. You've uh, pointed it out. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked the uh, fluidic space, but um... mm. species eight four seven two, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lad. <laughs> well, I have been rewatching Voyager, so it's fresh in my mind. Uh, funny Directed enough, by I, Jamie Childs. Uh, I watched Sorry, uh, Sky at Night uh, tonight. I, I recorded from yesterday. Uh, they were up in this. Uh, aeroplane, this converted plane with a... Uh, oh, this is good. Anyway, the point is the sky looked just like that at the end part. Mm. Mm-hmm. We always come to the... Uh, actually, yeah, I think actually this is a, a Welsh slate mine. I mean, usually when we go to the quarries, you know, when these various hands lying about on the ground. Mm, mm. Uh, they're usually the um, big sort of granite quarries, but this is definitely one of the Welsh slate quarries, I'm sure of it. I think it's the one that they might have used a couple of times in the last season. Um, the one that there was doubling for... Uh... Well, they had the pool in the water and the girl appearing in the little pool. The fluid. Uh, maybe, uh, the but pilot. also like Karn. Uh, the one that was doubling for Karen when uh, the um, the snake dude showed up and things like that. Because ah. there's that big pool there too. And mind you, seen one quarry, seen all. Now here, I think they're taking a little bit of a a leaf out of uh, Stargate, but with these sort of uh, you know, you're, you're an alien if you've got a slightly funny highbrow or head thing or tattoos or nose nose lines uh, or yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to get straight into it, so we can enjoy this. But uh, the but on the screen right now is uh, Purcell or Purcelli, Purcelli, hmm. uh, Ascot, who uh, has been in uh, the Innocence Casualty right off the bat, ah. Casualty. Uh, Doctors, uh, Wizards versus Aliens. Ah, uh, played Benny Sherwood in, in Wizards versus Aliens. Uh, Thirty episodes. I actually lost track of that show. 
I quite liked it. It, it was a juvenile. Not right. Juvenile, I, I, I think yeah. I watched the. You know, I think I watched the first season, but then it slipped away from me. Yeah. Now this confuses somewhat. I mean, they now said you know three thousand four hundred and seven years later, but of course. When we now know that the Doctor's going to arrive, I'm assuming that the TARDIS will both take them to the planet and take them to the time of those events. No, because... I, I believe that those events happened back then and the Doctor is going to arrive present day. Their present because day, the, okay, yeah. They're, they're, they're the TARDIS present day, like where they are, are right now, they're right. going to move in space on time. Well, that's the point. When things develop... We find out that a certain person has been waiting there three thousand years and seven. Right. But one would have thought, if you hear a, des- a, a distress signal, you don't arrive three thousand years after it. You arrive at the the day that the signal first emanated. If you've got a time ship, that is. But I think that's just right. But picking the the, the the well that this this whole all this stuff is taking place now, not when those original events that we saw, they're not what caused the, all these, all these ships that have been coming here uh, with these distress calls are coming to right, stop right, the right. events that have been happening. Uh, unfolding over all that time. Right. right yeah. Enough. Yeah. No problem. Glad to straighten you out. Have another sip of wine. Ah, it's, it's working. The man with the gun. Oh, I might have some advice for him in a minute. <laughs> of course, on the screen is our Mark Eddy, which who I first became aware of in the movie The Full Monty. Oh. That was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, he's been in quite a <laughs> number of things. Uh, the Ritz... Uh, Bill, the Thin Blue Line, uh, Flintstones, uh, Viva Rock Vegas, uh, Too Much Sun, Still Standing, Bonkers, Game of Thrones, of course. Yes, uh, Robert Baratheon. And of course, uh, Atlantis. Yes. That was quite a good little series. He played Hercules, one of the three main characters in that. Yeah, I I did watch an episode of that, and again, I didn't get into it, but I might go back and give it another shot at some point. I mean, this bloke is a good actor, but his his speech... Ah! No, you should have drunk the Ryoka, mate. Um, Yeah, yeah, Robert Baratheon, without giving too much credit, is basically... um, It's... The person he plays, what happens to him sets off most of the events of the TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen any uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So he's only in it for, well, I won't say that because that might huh. give a clue to what happens to him. Uh, uh, meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the farm. Yeah. But. Uh, even when he played, uh, he's, he's not a very particularly good voice actor. By that I mean he, he always speaks exactly the same in everything I've seen him in. Right. He's picked because he plays. I mean, there are some actors that get a part because you know 
they do an English gentleman, or they do a Irish rogue, or they do that. But basically, you want somebody who's an Irish rogue, so you cast them. You want somebody who's a, in this case, a, a blundering person who may not know what he's doing. Right, and a and an everyman. You know, mm. he's he's the good everyman. Uh. Now, there's something strange about, isn't this, I'm sure you're enlightened on this, this is actually one of the earliest ones they actually filmed, isn't it, I believe? That uh, I do not know. I know the uh, the one uh, that we did in the, uh, the in Norway was one of the earliest ones, but I'm wondering whether this was... We're supposed to know these things before we start this, but we, we like to yeah. explore... What we like to do is we actually like to see these questions in your mind and have you go and explore. That's that's it, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're just putting it on. Huh? Unfortunately, I was spoiled about this. Uh, for the voice, is it? Oh. Yeah, well, because somebody, uh, uh, somebody in my friends list, while the episode was still on, normally I'm not used to... Uh -huh. yeah, normally while it's still on, I'm usually safe. But somebody actually uh, on Facebook put up, you know, I know that the thing, I know that voice and a picture of... Uh, Tim Shaw. Of, uh, Tim Shaw. And it's just like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Not that it, they keep that hidden for very long. It's like... And there had been talk about it. Anybody wants to know if there's a thing in this? They're always sticking something on them. It's got something on their temples, got something stuck on their backs. I think about half the stories hmm. they've had a something stuck on their bodies to help them cope. I know it's, it's there's interesting themes going through it. And I don't know if it means anything in the long run. I mean, we're, we're so used to overanalyzing. I oh, wonder whether we're just doing it out of habit or whether there is something there and we're just, you know, which would be really cool if there was something to it and he's playing a long game. I just hope he doesn't do a Moffat long game and screw it all up. No, I think the the long game actually for this series is just to um, oh, there's a lot. Of, I just saw a lot of glue on that. I noticed right. that the first time where that that supposed mineral is being glued together. Yeah, <laughs> long age. Now, now, hands up out there, and this includes you, Dave. All right. Who thought? Oh my God! It's key a segment for the key to time. Key to time. Yeah, yeah. I did think that that was one of the things. It's the key to time. We're doing it again. I'm like, it's a little big for the key to time, but hey, it got bigger over the years, right? Yeah. It's taking on water. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I thought. And then there were the other segments, and I'm like, oh my god, is this the key to time? And it wasn't. Yeah. And I better give us a time check. We're at 10 minutes and 35 seconds already. Hmm. But again, it's another it's another episode where we've got this layered mystery. 
because we, we, we just got Tim Shaw thrown on us, which is another odd thing for, you know, the reveal to happen quite so quickly. Right. It's like, if we know it's Tim Shaw, what, what's the big surprise here? What's the, you know... And, of course, it, it ends up being what these are is the is the big reveal, you know. Well, my brother-in-law at the moment's watching on uh, Drama, one of the channels here in the UK. They're, they're, they're showing some 10th Doctor uh, episodes. And he said... You know, I'm not that keen on this new Doctor Who. Not not because it's female Doctor, but because um, you know I'm watching these and they're getting quite complicated. And then the Doctor comes in and comes up with the solution and 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 does it. Where this one, they basically arrive and start thinking what they're going to do. And I'm mm. saying, well, it's because in some past series, we've known more than the Doctor. We know the situation they're coming into. You know, we see right. something unfold on a spaceship, and then the Doctor's found as a stowaway, and they assume it's the Doctor who's caused the crash or the, yeah. or the emergency. Uh, and then he has to explain that away, get, get himself uncaptured, and, and where this way, it's so younger people can think, right, I, the Doctor and I, we know exactly the same. Let's see if I can work it out before the Doctor does. Yeah. Oh, we're missing a good bit here. Oh. Yeah. Shows a bit of his resolve here, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I oh. really love him in this. Yeah. Bradley Rawls is just... His expression and everything in this is just perfect. Yeah. And it, it works that this follows immediately on from It Takes You Away when right. he's just been confronted with what he'd lost. Uh, yeah. it's been the, the wound has been reopened, shall we say. Yeah. Which is essential, really, to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh. yeah he talks exactly like he does it when he's Hercules. Right. Hmm? The other thing about these spaceships, they all look as though they're from the same civilization. And I got the theory afterwards that obviously because of certain planets, these these spaceships should have come from different civilizations. Right. Well, he did say something like the Council of Nine, like Nine Planets or something like that. But Yeah. Well, of course, they could be like uh, Battlestar Galactica where you've got all the 13 tribes, but actually they're all the same species, each with their own planet. Right. The colour, again, is uh, very good. We've got a, a definitely unique atmosphere to this. Uh, the, the, they do look as though they were. Arrival. Did you think Arrival when you saw that? Yeah. In fact, there's quite a few little throwaway lines on this. So, again, I was talking to my brother-in-law. Well, I missed that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he says, well, you, you analyse this too much. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> One thing I didn't like here is the sound of her putting that down. Because it sounded like just this hollow case. Where she's like, I shouldn't be able to pick this up because it's supposed to be heavy. But it doesn't sound like a solid object either. It's weird. Right. Well, the description on the wiki page is a little bit. It says as though it's contained within a, like a crystal lattice. But I think it doesn't sound like crystal. It It sounds like a plastic. 
Yeah, it's su- it's supposed to be I, my idea of thinking. It, it was almost like it was trapped in amber. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But it, you do see it moving, so you could argue it is supposed to be hollow. Right. But I mean, you would think it would make a I don't know a sound other than a plastic box. Hmm. You know, I would have if it had made a ching or just a I don't know. Well, because she she says it sounds like a it, it's like a mineral. Yeah. It just sounds like plastic. Yeah. They, they definitely could have uh, done a better uh, realisation of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just love his expressions. Yeah. The effect of it spinning around inside is quite well done. Right. Mm. Wondering if it's a practical effect or it's a mixture, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Um. Let me. I better. I keep forgetting to do some of the things that uh, we would. Uh, I would not normally do, but directed by Jamie Childs. Again, written by Chris Chibnall, um, produced by Alex Mercer. Um, we've got the incidental music by the man whose name you will give out shortly. <laughs> like I got landed in that one. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Here, course, get some more wine. <laughs> and of course, this first aired on December the 9th, 2018. And the last of the year, the last of the series, we've got the New Year episode to look forward to. Yep. And we'll talk, maybe, as you said, more about that at the end. Yeah, Mm. by the way. Just saying. All right. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nobody do doors anymore. I like that. Uh Nobody just do doors. It almost, that, the other thing is, when I saw that, I realise it's supposed to look like a um, transmat machine, but it almost right. looks like the centre of the TARDIS with those crystal light shapes coming up. Yeah. And again, if you if you look at it, it's a cheap-ass episode. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've got some, some good visual effects in there, the, the whole Earth effect, and we get to see the planet and everything. But uh, factory yeah, or yeah. abandoned warehouse or whatever, and a quarry. Yeah, ten, but used ten dollar torches. Used, yeah, yeah, ten used to good effect. I mean, we've got this this backlight lighting going on. I don't think they're actually using a smoke machine. I think it's just ruddy cold. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, don't, don't need the fog machines. <laughs> just breathe harder. The, 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 you've got to be careful they verge a little bit on a double like these two yeah um, and we've got now are these uh, the oh, are these the robots from yes the, uh, the ghost monument yes the, the, well the same build yes right so again we're reusing so they're being very canny with you know the way they're spending the money I mean obviously mm. budget's always tight when it comes to this because where people think, I mean, that's the difficulty for 
those of us in America who think, well, you just you just make it. You 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 got this idea for a show. You tell them what the budget is, and and you make it. Yeah. Um, but because this is a BBC production, it's funded by the uh, the 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 TV license, and so money has to be allocated to all sorts of shows, and so they have to, you know. I think you're absolutely right there because what what I think they do with the BBC is the program has got to be made for the amount of money they know they definitely can recoup from right. domestic. If yeah. they sell it to seventy other countries, that's that's the gravy. But they right. won't they won't put that. They won't say right. We can double the budget because we know we'll sell it to other countries. That that doesn't seem right. to be the thing. I might be wrong. Right. Again, and I don't know what's in the, 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 the mandate for the BBC. I mean, it, they yeah, can't it could speculate. be. Yeah. yeah, they can't speculate on overseas earnings, even though it's Doctor Who and it always has done well. It, there's probably something in the, the you know, the setup for the BBC. This is, they can't, they can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but Elaine, again, we've got, we've got, sorry, we've got a, uh, a warehouse. We've got uh, some yellow lights and a hose down at the floor. Yeah. You know, and it's, Used to great effect. It's like when they did, uh, if you go back, we talked about 42 before, well, on the spaceship. Mm. Basically, it was a, inside of a factory made to look like a, a spaceship. But right. on the other hand, you say you don't know what they're spending on CGI and other stuff, like the, right. the rock formation. Anyway, who's this lady we're talking to, Ian? Um, playing uh, Endinio is Phyllis Logan. Who's from Paisley, Scotland? Uh, but she has been in Good Karma Hospital, Girlfriends, Downton Abbey, uh, Bones, uh, Touch of Frost, Silent Witness, Heartbeat. <laughs> Do you want me to go on? Praro, Hope and Glory, uh, Rabsy Nesbitt, uh, Holby City. Yeah, Lovejoy. Oh, she was Lady Jane in Lovejoy. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, yeah. She's Jane and Lovejoy. How about that? <laughs> I still love that show. 60, in a couple of weeks, she'll be 63, so she's doing pretty yeah. well there. And um, yeah. she was joined Dundee, you know, my son's up in Dundee, Dundee right. Repertory Company. Huh? I'm trying to remember what I've got. <laughs> I'd like to like this little... Oh, Randall and, <laughs> Randall and Hop. Oh, no, she wasn't in it many times. I want to see what I'm recognised her from. Right. So, I've seen Silent Witness. Like that. Uh, but Down Nabby is the one where she's done 52 episodes. Right. Oh, she's filming Downton Abbey for 2019 unless they're doing a Downton Abbey special. Mm, probably. Uh. Yeah, see the nine planets, yeah. Yeah. But again, they could all be using similar ships to get there, etc. You know. Yeah, they could be. There could have been colonies that spread out. I yeah. mean, I mean, I've read science fiction books where round one sun, you can have more than one habitable 
planet, they don't necessarily have to be planets around different suns. Right. Yes. Again, I, I didn't quite understand the, the the race that they're in. There's only ever mm. two of them, is there? Yeah, which is weird. But to anyone, to, I mean, they live thousands of years. That's obviously, I mean, uh, right? Because this is three thousand four hundred and seven years later. Right. But did they just come at the being? What? It's just, hmm. or there were only ever two of them. I don't. I don't know. No, 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 no. I th- think. Um... It's the key to time. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is interesting too the way they've done this. Of course, again, building. You know, layering up this mystery as to what this is all for. We know Tim Shaw's there. Like, what's he doing though? What's in those? And and by giving um, Pal Tracky the you know basically the amnesia that he's slowly getting back. Right. You know his memory. It it helps to you know keep the secret. You know. Yes. It's pretty atmospheric. This. I mean. Um... Again, they're they're breaking all the rules, aren't they? Splitting up. (laughs) Yeah. If they're in 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 stasis, how is how are they moving? That's true because the 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 only way they can stay in those for so long, where you'd have to feed them and this that and the other, is that uh, unless it was it powered down at some point, the power was running out and they were suddenly able to move a little bit more. Yeah. Again, I think they pulled off a little master stroke there too by filming the same room from two different angles. Ah. They did that in... um, I was recently watching uh, Ark in Space and they did a very similar trick where they filmed it from multiple angles to make it look like there was more than one chamber uh, of of the stasis pods. There was more than one room. Right. So it's good. It's like they did, did this thing where they, they showed him in there and he goes through that door and then they cut to a shot of you know him looking into the other room and seeing all the other pods. So it gives you the impression that there's a lot more pods. Mm. <laughs> Ten episodes. I mean, what? Returning is Tim Shaw. Um, is Sam Oatley, of course. Yeah, still got bad skin. Yes. 
Um, I think the Tooth Fairy has visited him. Talking, we were talking, Ian and myself, before we started yeah. recording about the Tooth Fairy. I think Tooth Fairy has visited him a bit too often. Yeah. Just think how many... Uh, what do you do in America? Here, so it would be a pound coin under your pillow. Yeah, it's a couple of bucks. Depending on who you are, you know. quite sure what those ladders are doing moving up and down as though there's some sort of air pumps behind him yeah i don't know if it is he on like a life support machine or or if yes. it's just right here yes because he, he after he takes that mask off his face mm. he starts running out of air doesn't he yeah i actually like him better in yes, this episode I than agree. i like them in the first episode yes yes before, it was very much like those um, aliens out of uh, Star Trek that, you know, just haunt our predator-type right. creature types. Uh, mindless, uh, live for the hunt and nothing else. Yeah. Um... Oh. Yeah, what those. The Dominion, well, the, the, yeah. the uh, not the Dominion, but the um, the Jem'Hadar. Yeah. It does remind me of the Jem'Hadar, yeah. Granddad. <laughs> I've been waiting long for that and all. <laughs> They're turning from not people liking each other to like a married couple almost. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have to stop doing these commentaries if oh. you and I start finishing each other's sentences, Ian. Just Ian, yeah. Oh. I think that's been happening. Yeah. We missed a bit where he said he loved him. Uh I'm not saying it again, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Ian. <laughs> oh, you, you meant the show. I said the, oh, the show. <laughs> Cheeky bugger. I think we got him on record not there, Christmas. guys. It's not Christmas yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I mean, it's, this is quite a novel thing that you, you know, you have somebody who's bad. Somebody who's good stops them doing what they want to do bad. So they blame the person who's good. Right. For, for, you know, you're the cause of all my troubles. No, it wasn't. It was the fact you were trying to do something bad. Hello. Yeah. By heck. Somebody's got the uh, the sticky glue all over the place there. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, it does make you wonder, what happened to the guy in Rosa? Oh. Is that going to come back to haunt the doctor? Right. There's going to be a running theme, you know, where... Consequences, yeah. Yeah. The costuming in this is, is, is on is, is on point, too. Yes. Yes, it's, it's understated, but believable. Right. And it's, and it's very kind of... It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of good. It's, I mean, actually, everything's been, been on point. And I think it's just, like I said, it's all very canny use of the budget. I'm part guy. Scottish, I'm allowed to use that, so. Right. <laughs> this young guy's good. What did you say he was in before? 
Uh, Wizards versus Aliens. That's it. That's the one. That must be where I'm remembering him from. Right. He's uh, actually got a couple of things in pre-production, uh, pre-production and post-production. The Dare playing Cleveland and Inner Bull. Right. But yeah, his most recent appearance has been in The Innocents playing Harry. All I keep thinking of is them furry boots. The Uggs. Ah! It almost looks like Skeletor there for a minute. Yeah. Mm. Everybody knows I'm drinking Rioja now, uh, um, which is um, very, very nice. What Have you got anything to drink in? Well, thanks to my wife's uh, shopping for the seasonal necessities for uh, uh, a work event. She decided to make a, a, a chocolate whiskey cake, which, oh. of course, meant she had to go get some whiskey. So I am partaking in some uh, some Irish whiskey right now. Well, some Bushmills, of course. Oh, of course. Mm, very nice. A bit too good to be cooking with, but never mind. Uh, uh, yeah. It's only a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's moving along at a fair pace. Uh, we're at 32 minutes and 10 seconds. Well, it's just funny you should say it's moving along at a fair play- pace as she's slow motion running, running down a corridor. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, well done. Uh, mm, ah. Uh. Yeah, right. Come on, how long did it take you to do what uh, our Scottish friends thought of uh, on Facebook? It's the Pirate Planet! <laughs> and he said it without swearing as well, which is quite unusual. Quite quite a feat. Mind you, he did on Coltham, so... And we're talking about Jeff, but not our... Uh, a different, a Not Jeff. the Seventh Doctor. Scottish Jeff. Yeah. The, teabag Jeff. The no nonsense Jeff. Tied teabag to a teacup Jeff. <laughs> name, a, right name, name a nutter a nutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I, I usually give Ian a two word. Um, Reviews because I tend to see it before Ian, and I was going to say, Mr. February. I decided that'd be too much of a giveaway, so I didn't. I thought you were going to say Tim Shaw, <laughs> but a slacker. Ah, uh, that would, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, that would have been a giveaway. And just in case you were what's he talking about, the Fire Planet? That was um, uh, broadcast 30th of September 1978 in season 16. Um, and it was a four-part story, and um, it was one where we had Romana, the Mary Tam Romana in it, mm. canine Tom Baker. Yep. It is interesting as a finale, because the Earth is in jeopardy in a couple of minutes here, uh, like right now. Mm. Um, but when you think about it, his his 
modus operandi hasn't changed. He's just doing what he's always done. So it's not about taking over the world, taking over the universe. It's just their hunting instincts. And, and instead of, uh, hunting down one particular person on a planet, he just hunts down the entire planet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just an upscaled version of their original plan, which is an interesting kind of take on it. Well, can we say, talk about this without being too spoilish? The uh, latest um, Justice League one, the villain in that has a similar sort of, well, he has about half that sort of plan, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Justice League movie is awful. And the more I watch Marvel movies, the worse they get. Not the worse Marvel movies get, the worse the, the DC movies get. It's well, just... I think they just try and take on too much and then you get a bit of a suggestion. But, um... right. Well, the thing is, as I'm watching Avengers again, I realize how much they pre-planning they put into this and how subtle they've been in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. About 23 and... films before that one, I think. Yeah. it's just It's just amazing that what they've built up, and I don't think it's ever really been done before. Anyway, back to Doctor Who. Yeah, and anyway, you'd probably rather watch uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, wouldn't you? <laughs> ah, meanwhile, yeah. Nice entrance, by the way. Ah. Those guns actually look like the very, in Star, again, going back to Star Trek, look like the very big uh, laser guns that they carry in uh, Star Trek, you know, the, uh, right. the phasers. The phaser rifles. The phaser rifles, yeah. That's a nice effect. Quite. Yeah. Some people didn't say it's like it would have been nice to have seen like what the effect that was having on Earth. But again, as I said, we're being canny with our uh, budget. Because, right. uh, in other words, you've got to have, you can't just have one crowd scene, you know. You've got to have multiple crowd scenes from around the world and then, you know. Yeah. But, but like, somebody's actually had a really good idea, it would have been really cool <clears> to see like uh Yaz's parents reacting or something, but you know. Ah, yeah. Yeah, well again this takes you back to a little bit to Star Trek another Star Trek, Star Trek Enterprise, where mm. an alien race cuts a whole trough across Earth and Right through uh, Florida, thank you very yeah, much. And and trips relatives get lost in that, I think. Yeah, in because she, she was yeah, she was in Florida. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Trips, I think it was her, his sister. I mean, it is easy to blow your budget. I mean, I don't know, but I think you and I blow our budget on the drinks. True, we spend it wisely though. <laughs> Consume it wisely, anyway. Yeah, bit of religious iconography, you think? Maybe. Yes, it does a little bit. It's... You know, a bit of like a stained glass window effect uh, in behind. Yes. Yeah, on a cross. On a cross, yeah. And it is a bit about sacrificial, too. sacrificial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now I don't believe he believes him. He, no. One of the favourite bits of mine coming up in a minute. Another social commentary connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Actually, I just looked at it then, and do you know what he actually looked like? You know, when you buy one of these Airfix kit, and there's like a, mm. a thingy, and they've all got like plastic tubes around it where it's been uh, uh, moulded in. Do you know those the Airfix things where you get parts yeah. of a plane or whatever, and there's all yeah. the little plastic around it where it's been extruded? Yeah. This must be the hardest thing. Somebody who's believed in something for thousands of years. Right. And then somebody shows up at the exact right time. and uh, His name is not Jesus. It's Brian. It's Brian. Right. Sorry, Tim. But again, it's like the doctor doesn't say that your God doesn't exist. No. She says, that's not him. He's, he's impersonating your God. Yeah. Right. She doesn't, she never says at any point, your God doesn't exist. She says, that one's not him. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, robots. Shouldn't you have said, yippee-ki-yay, mother robots? <laughs> that would have been funny, too. <laughs> Now, have we have we ever had a thing where the TARDIS like dematerialized something else at the same time? Yeah, we did. So but, I was like, because it's like this is something the TARDIS has never done before. But actually, it's not because um, the Doctor, when he was trying, when he was, I think it was an Inferno, right? He's got the console attached to Bessie and when he didn't materializes Bessie comes with right he certainly so had it a, is it is it is a preset thing where you know he certainly had the like uh, Junior's end now the one before that he certainly had the field extend beyond the TARDIS right itself because he's actually yeah. stepped out and they fired at him and then it's bounced off the protective field right um and so it's least, just like, if, yeah. did we ever make anything else dematerialize at the same time? And it's like, yeah, the best yeah. thing has. Half a chroma. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the, well, half, that was, that the, was, half the building, wasn't it? Yeah, but that wasn't the TARDIS that did that. Right. That was the antimatter monster things that... Uh, uh, oh, hey. I didn't know you are that good on the classic stuff. Well done. <laughs> I, I have my moments. Especially if it's like uh, bit characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, we found your uh, your superhero status on that. Yeah, my superpower. <laughs> now, I, was, I must admit, I was I was fifty fifty whether he was going to shoot him or not. Yeah, which is good because that's what you want the the actor yeah, exactly. to make you think he might well do it. He yeah. might have been pushed far enough. Oh, not snap your fingers, clap your hands. Well, let's turn the lights on. The doctor's going to clap her. Uh, well, travelling around space that much, you're bound to get a clapper sometime or other. Hey, <laughs> 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 So, some warnings to the kids, that. 
when you're in, in like and when you're in an unknown country. <laughs> we got. You hear that? Yeah. Dimensionally transcendental. Yes. Smart. Yeah. Mind you, that's part and parcel of their gifts, and they've lived for three thousand years. So right. But it's actually, I mean, it's it's a word that hasn't cropped up for a while. I don't no. think. But this is another nudge, I think, to people who perhaps thought, you know, the TARDIS is 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 not, you know, not the mighty machine it is. Mm. Uh, you know, for heaven's sake, the TARDIS has been able to drag the Earth back to its orbit. You know, it's right. a power I think, function. I think the Doctor actually makes reference yes, to that. Yes, that's what I mean. This is this is yeah. some acknowledgement of the the fact that you know. Right. Demonstrate that the TARDIS is, you know, powered by. Um... I do like this bit. Uh, uh... This is always my big bugbearers. They always, they always do that, and then they let the guy go, or he escapes, or whatever. Uh, don't dish me, Granddad. Granddad, and he shoots him in the foot. <laughs> just, just the foot. <laughs> I like that because nobody ever does that. It's like shoot him in the kneecaps or something. Stop uh, him getting away. Uh, no, just shot him in the foot. Where's the nasty, uh, where's the nasty where's bath the when you need one? Uh, eh? <laughs> what do we do now? But he got a fist bump. I've just realised, Ian, you know, um, I was mentioning to you earlier that I went to um, a talk tonight about ancient Egypt mm. by Keith White, one of my friends. The information he was talking about was about 3,400 years ago. It was about, oh, it was about 1,400 years before Christ. Mm. So... I was at a lecture about Egypt that was happening about the time of this. Because yeah. the, the doctor's gone back 3,400 years. We already talked about this. She hadn't go back. But anyway, I, I well, see your point. Yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. The, the beginning right, of the, the start, episode was the, set. Yeah, the beginning yeah. of the episode was. Yeah. Ah, here we are. This has blown all the effect. This is the budget going. Yeah. They're almost like B, uh, cell, six-sided B cell type things. Yeah. It does give a bit of a honeycomb kind of Ooh. impression. You don't look happy? Uh-uh. I mean, I know we we say the stories are simplified, but I mean, as I've said before, the story is usually wrapped up in in the last series by about thirty four minutes, and then they have a little bit of fun bit at the end. We're we're, we're forty six minutes, and we're all just wrapping up the baddies. It, like this wall saw. Smug, smug, smug look. Smug, smug ducks. <laughs> they should have had one of them trip there, shouldn't they? I thought it was going to crack it. I thought there was going to be a crack appear there to right. to to give the suggestion that at some point he'll escape. Yeah. 
Awesome mm. hooks. We told him to knock four what times. <laughs> what I did like about that is the fact that the boy didn't stop him from doing it. He decided no. himself not to do it. Yeah. I don't know if I would have been the better man. Not when he's killed your wife. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah. There's no right or wrong. Well, I suppose there is a right or wrong answer, but I, yeah. I'm not sure I can make the distinction. Yeah. Having said that, if he had have gone, then it would have ruined the rest of his life. Even if yeah. it had been the right decision for him, it, it would have altered him so much. And like the doctor said, he couldn't have travelled with her anymore. Right. Although I don't think that was the the defining reason for him. <laughs> Fam family family. But we weren't doing that. <laughs> and we're not gonna use slaters either. <laughs> Quite like the travel, hopefully, bit. Yeah. And Some just, people were saying that that was too Sarah Janey as an ending. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. I know it. It fits with her style. Yeah. Also, when when she walked in, you could see the police box interior, but that doesn't mm -hmm. matter because we now know that this TARDIS has that. Anti-chamber square box area. Right. Again, it's a, a good use of budget. It's like, uh, you know, and they probably use that box and just bolt it on the front every time. Yeah, they're, they're not spending 5,000 quid every time she opens the door to right. recreate, yeah. But most of the time that's been a, a backdrop anyway, a, a yeah. backlit backdrop, uh, which, oh, here we go. New Year's Day. Now, that's a statement that the Doctor has to say, so that's a proof she is the Doctor, isn't it? Yep. Now, in the United States, I'm not sure whether this particular bit was shown. Right. It is on YouTube, so... Uh, The only thing about this is buried under the earth. I mean, we've got a star buried under the earth. We've got all sorts buried under down there. Yeah, there's all sorts in there. There's yeah. all sorts down there. And if you bring Torchwood into it, there's even a column yeah. of blood down there. Yeah, Edric's down there somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> With the dinosaurs. <laughs> Sorry, Edric. But his DNA, right. his DNA might have helped. Yeah. You made him descended from Edric. Yeah, yeah. 
explains yeah. a lot. Are you good at maths? Well, have you... No, I'm not actually. <laughs> well, you're a failure. Distant, distant, distant relative then. <laughs> anyway, it's time for our wrap-up of the, of course, last episode, and I'm going to let you go first, Dave. Ooh, right. Well, I haven't talked a lot, um, but I think <clears throat> this... Um, I think this episode was not brilliant. I don't think it was a, you know, uh, it kicked out of the park or anything like that. But I think it was more satisfying than I was expecting it to be because we have not had any official series arc. We haven't had any um, alien that seems to have raised their head above the parapet other than to be, you know, dispatched. And then for the main uh, subject, the main character, the main thrust of the episode to be, you know, a moral dilemma, social commentary, and so on. Main, maybe some people's um, viewpoint, um, you know, rubbing your nose in it a bit too much. And I think, um, I don't think it's gone that far. And I'm, although I, I know that people have criticised some Doctor Who one of the things that is, is, is to me, very hopeful about New Doctor Who is they haven't been attacking Jodie as the Doctor because I think, I'm not saying she's unimpeachable, but I think she's established herself in the role unequivocally as um, uh, the person that's moved Doctor Who forward in time uh, in the 21st century uh, older people like myself were not necessarily looking forward to that. And I'm not giving a serious review here, you know. I'm just trying to put into context mm. that this episode, although it's not... See, normally the final episode has so much to do because there's usually so many unanswered questions. Whereas I believe in this series, most questions are being answered um, at the end of each episode other than outcome those weren't uh, more difficult aliens are a more difficult foe to overcome. And the question was not, you know, what happened there? Is there going to be some unresolved issue that's going to crop up later? No, um, the, the, the enemy has been in some ways dispatched. We have not, as I said earlier, we've not had us seeing more than the doctor and then we see the doctor internalize their way and you think the doctor's trapped and in the corner and then suddenly you know they turn things around we are doing this very much out in the open it's a little bit like a magic trick where the doc where the person doing the magic says you know this is not a box and the closed doors and how did i saw that person in half right sit round the table i'm going to show you the cards being dealt you are seeing the cards being dealt as I am. You've got all the information I am. Will you come to the same conclusion as I do? And I think that's been... And I think the reason for doing that has been to try and get rid of an overloaded canon that is inevitable with the series that's been going 50, 55 years almost. So um, that said, the people who perhaps think these stories are not deep enough were the ones probably complaining about how deep the others were and they, you know, they can't keep track of what's going. So 
what I'm trying to say is it's been an uncomplicated 10-episode story, so it didn't need a very convoluted, well, you built up all these things, how are you going to explain them all? They didn't need to do that. But what I did like, it did bring us back to the very first episode, and I think that was an important uh, thing for it to do. It got us back to... um, uh, the very first episode in this series, which um, was uh, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, and this Tim Shaw, as they call him, alien. So uh, there wasn't a lot to, to there wasn't a lot of end, loose ends to tie up, but the ones they did, they tied up. We've also had a very important personal journey for your favourite character here, uh, because. Uh, Graham Bradley Walsh playing that character has always had this chip on his shoulder and um, he's now had his opportunities come face to face with the the person who's deprived him. Um, Also, the effect that that's had on Ryan and, um, you know, the the not distrust, but the complete acceptance of uh, Graham hadn't been there. So they've grown as a group. So I suppose that's why the Doctor uses that word fam at the end. Um, You know, through adversity, they've grown together. They've become a well-knit group. Now, I can take this for this series. And again, I'm not giving a series review, but I'm explaining why this is a series ender that's satisfying enough for me without it being, you know, totally smashing it out of the park because there wasn't a lot to resolve but what needed to be resolved was but what I do hope is that now they've ditched a lot of superfluous canon if you want to call it that we we we, we I hope will uh, when it comes back and I'll wait till you talk for us to cover that little um, hiccup on the road um, I think this has been a good story. I do feel as though there's a little bit of um, lack of budget here, as though they were perhaps running a little bit out of money. But again, I'm not too sure the sequence in which these were made. Uh, but I would imagine this to be one of the dearer episodes. Um, I like the um, the actors that they brought in. Um, uh, I may have given the impression that the Mark Addy actor... He's not a good actor, but I think he is. I think he's a solid actor. Uh, and he brings that solidity to the character he's portraying. And the Philly Slogan actress is good. And that young new guy um, also has proven his worth in other stuff. So I would say it was a serviceable episode. It brought some uh, conclusion some completeness to the early episodes and it's also basically this is not very good analogy Ian but I'm not very good at analogies but if you've watched Star I'm going to finish in a minute if you watch Star Trek Discovery or even if you watched um, Lost in Space two Netflix productions basically and this is not a spoiler I hope but Both of those, the whole first series was underlined as a prelude. And I'm going to take this as a triple whammy. I think this whole series of Doctor Who, 
this Doctor has been a prelude to the real launch next series. We've been sort of, you know, refocusing, restabilizing, regrounding, uh, getting back to not a youngest audience, but a younger audience. And to that effect, I think it's been very successful. And we have not had anybody questioning it. Well, no, I'm not going to use the word true, true fans. I, I think any qualms people should be having of this being a female doctor, they should be firmly now uh, put to bed. And um, that's it. That's my brief thing. I think right. it wasn't it wasn't a slog out finish, but it did what it needed to do on what was a very arc like series. Right. Um, basically, I just agree with what Dave said. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it, it it hasn't been. I mean, there's been some highlights since the series came back, and some stunning season finales. This was a good, solid story. Um, and we were discussing this before we started. Of, of, of you know, it's it's our expectations that were set too high. I think because of what we've had in the past. But the problem is, is you keep having these uh, knockdown, drag out, you know, big budget blowout uh, season finales, and you start painting yourself into a corner. Mm. Um, so I think the aim of the series has been to, I mean, we kept saying this, like when, you know, the new doctor came in, it's like, well, it's like a reboot. It's like a, you know, where, you know, introducing everybody to the show. This is truly what it, this is this time. We've got a great ensemble of, of actors um, who have different, you know, strengths, kind of like we did with, you know, when this whole thing got started, you know. Um, and, you know, there's there's, there's been lots of uh, good choices, I think, uh, where we've, we've dipped into our own history and looked at ourselves, which is what Doctor Who's always been good at. Um, whether it's looking at ourselves through um, an alien planet, or looking at our history and and seeing some of the things that we've either done wrong or right or whatever. Um, and we've had personal growth. Still not entirely happy with with uh, what Yaz has been given to do. But there's been some good character moments for her, but I don't think as much as the other two. Um, but that was bound to happen with the way they kind of set things up. And, and I kind of liked it. And, you know, it, it was kind of nice looking forward to the granddad moment. And, and we got the fist bump this time, too. And we've the, these two are well on the road. But what I liked is, we got little teases of that throughout the show. It wasn't, uh, oh, my nan just died and my wife just died. Two episodes later, they're, you know, they're getting on like a house on fire. It's taken 10 episodes for them to get to this point of agreement where they're slowly admitting stuff. That's two guys, too. And so it's it's been really good as far as character development goes. Um, uncomplicated. Again, like Dave said, you know, we've, we had a lot of people complaining, you know, it's overly complicated, which is 
what one of my chief complaints was. I kind of like this. Each week has been a new adventure, which has a beginning, middle, and end, and then we move on to the next adventure. Um, we haven't had a lot of, of carryover. There's a couple of things out there. Um, we still, from the Ghost Monument, there was that line about the the timeless child or something like that that hasn't come up. But, uh, yeah, I've been really, really happy. Um, and I'm trying to be happy about this episode. It wasn't the, the big budget blowout, but, you know, maybe we need to put our... Sounds bad when I say it like this, but we need to lower our expectations of what we should expect at the end of a series. Um, I think it's been recalibrating, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's it's, it's we're gonna reset at what we're what our expectations are for this, and it's like, and that's not a bad thing because, like I said, when your expectations get put up to such an extent, then you expect more and more each time. Um, and I think that's where what burned out um, Russell T. Davis, and then of course Stephen Moffat. You know, they they had to continually try and better the previous one and shouldn't it really be about storytelling and the adventure and that's what this one was you know um and it was a bit of a bit of callback of course to the beginning one and some consequences of the doctor getting involved in what she did um again it doesn't forgive tim shaw for being an absolute bad guy uh <laughs> but you know it's again a consequence of you know oh well i interfered with this and uh, who knows where he ended up and so but yeah it was a a, 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 a decent adventure uh, and uh i'm happy with that and of course roll on new years because we don't know what to expect there you know um is it going to be the fun and frivolous you know holiday special that we normally get or is it going to be something you know that's going to kick off what we're to expect in a year's time so yeah uh one thing I just had, I didn't mention because the, the figures have only just come out on Doctor Who mm. News. Dot net is the uh, the viewing figures were uh, five point three two million, but of course a lot of people watch it on the BBC iPlayer. And Brilliant Law right. was saying, "Oh, the viewing figures have gone down. Haven't they? They've mm. they've gone down by forty percent." But I think a lot of people who watched the very first episode, it was getting near to ten million, were curious to know how a female Doctor. Right. Would they, they? They were never going to watch it every week. They no. tuned in you know, to see because it was event. The, it was event TV. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, you, you get that a lot with with brand new shows and shows that are doing something new. And then you get a ratings fall off. I mean, we had a ratings fall off. We had a ratings fall off with every show, some bigger than most. Um, and it, you know, it's never changing landscape. We're trying out Sunday you know, now. So that, that plays into it as well. Um, so, yeah. Well, well, the other thing is, and I'm wondering, we'll talk about it, about the move, uh, the the New Year's Eve one on 2019, January, is actually going to be the only episode we're going to see. They've now moved not from fall or autumn of 2019, the next series will be 2020, and they'll be going in the summer. But 
uh, looking at those figures again, it was up against, you know, one of the big shows in the UK from ITV's I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. I won't right. say who won, but uh, the, the point was that had over 11 million viewers. Um, the other thing, of course, is the Strictly Come Dancing. And even though they avowed by moving it to Sunday to make Doctor Who always at the same time, it was it, it aired five minutes early again. It was at 6.25 on the Sunday here when it's been 6.30. Uh, when it had been played on Saturday, it was moving all the time because, of course, right. it's against the result show of Strictly, not the main show. Uh, which as people dropped out. But um, yeah, I am a little bit disappointed we're going to go a full 12 months again, especially since there's been so much promotion. They seem to have built up this swell of interest, you know, female They've got, you know, um, a far larger number of women interested in this. I mean, I must admit, I underestimated, I underestimated the urge of women, Ian. Not like me, but I underestimated the urge of women to dress up like a man. Uh, I'm more to the point, not like a man, to dress up like a doctor. And now the doctor is female. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have to, uh, what's it called, cross-gender dress or whatever you call it. Call it. Right. They can, they, the, the doctor's a female. They can, if they had any, um, you know, um, caution about dressing up as the character, that is now one lower barrier for them to uh, to hit. Right. And the, the term you're looking for is cross-play. Right. And, of course, it's encouraged you even more to now turn out as the Doctor, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing about fandom is that, um, that we generally don't care. I mean, it, it has been uh, – well, I'm assuming it is great for – uh, female fans of Doctor Who that now it's a lot easier to obtain the look um, but that's never really stopped uh, the female fans from, from dressing as the Doctor. I've seen some phenomenal outfits um, at conventions um, uh, Stephanie Ridley Strauss not that she listens but uh, I did meet her at, uh, at Atlanta a few years back um, and she had, she had numerous doctor outfits, but uh, of course her sixth doctor one was, was just fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's never really stopped the female fans, but it, now it's just, uh, made it a bit easier to, to, to carry off the look and to look the most like the doctor that you can without changing the, the, the uniform, you know? Well, um, so, yeah, uh, the, the, I can't remember the the full name, but there's a there's a fan. She's called her first name is Kat, so it's spelled K A T, and I've mm. seen her dress up as a lot. And of course, the official Doctor Who uh, podcast, uh, the young lady who who, who leads that, um, she's fabulous in some of the outfits that she's worn. Um, right. um, so there are some great things like this, and. Um, we better not talk too long, but actually, Strictly, you know, Strictly Come Dancing is taking a leaf out of Doctor Who. Um, I won't go into the why I think that, but um, there's no doubt about it that um, Doctor Who ha- has an awful lot of sway in the way that younger people 
view the world. And if Doctor Who can, I would say, as being an old so-and-so, pushing the boundaries, <laughs> you would say, you know, bring them heaving and screaming into the 21st century where they ought to be. Um, but there's no doubt about it that Doctor Who uh, has uh, a lot. I mean, it's like Supergirl. Um, I think um, Melissa Benot, is it? I just happen to know that name. Um, you know, uh, wonderful as Supergirl. Uh, and, uh, you know, a very strong female character it is not just a great aspiration uh, for Doctor Who, uh, but, um, yeah, perhaps I'm getting too old, but I, 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 I certainly do, uh, you know, I don't see these things coming, but when, when I've seen the proof, I am at least uh, able to acknowledge that that's the way things should be. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, I think we will close out the show. Um, thank you all for joining us. Of course, we'll be back in the new year, uh, where we, of course, be talking a lot at the top of the uh, holiday special or the new year special, I don't know what we're calling it. And, of course, uh, stay tuned for uh, more shows from the Colton Collective, because, of course, now that Doctor Who is done, our schedule has gotten a little clearer for a Sunday uh, usual get together on talk shoe and uh, yeah so uh, follow us on uh, on Facebook uh, on Twitter and uh, of course you can check us out at uh, coltum.com and uh, keep abreast of what we're going to be doing in the new year so until then it's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC and it's goodbye from Ian the Sixth Doctor goodbye everybody Hey. Do, I, do I have to do I have to keep giving you wine for you to keep remembering me? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. it worked, worked an absolute treat. You know, I came in here. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have known my mummy if I hadn't seen it. I mean, uh, that's how bad I was. You my mummy? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about my Egypt thing. Hey, you know, uh, I, I go to these very cultural, uh, intellectual things. You know, and then then I come and have a chat with you. You know, to sort of. Uh, Bring yourself back down to the reality. Yeah, I get you. He's a nice man. He's a very nice man. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.